Don't look back. The market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope you all have a very good day today. The markets did not have a good day today. The Federal Reserve is getting panicky. Panicky is the word here. Uh, in the Fed minutes today, panic has set in among some of the Fed governors saying that they're behind the curve. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. And they need a lot more rate hikes and they need them more quickly. Markets didn't like that. Surprise, surprise. We'll talk about that. Uh, and but I should start with this. Breaking news, folks. Breaking news. People are getting colds and flus all over the country. Oh, my. Film at 11. Stay with us. Film at 11. People are getting colds and flus. I was very um, I was very happy, actually, after Biden's press conference yesterday. Of course, he's the gaslighter-in-chief. So, you know, all he does, again, I said it yesterday, if Biden was on social media and we had a legitimate social media, if we had legitimate social media platforms, he'd be banned from all of them. Because all he does is lie about coronavirus, you know, saying it's still a, a, uh, it's a, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Even people on the left are losing their shit over this, you know, that people are fi- have figured this out. Like, this is, this is, you just can't keep just lying to people. Right? That's just not right. Everybody we know is vaccinated and boosted. They're sick. And, uh, you know, of course, colds and flus, but I guess sick is sick, right? But uh, it's, it's not... It's not hard to figure out why people are so panicky, is it? We've had two years of fear porn, never-ending propaganda and indoctrination. So, you know, it's, it really is hard to fault most people that just, you know, they, they, don't, they don't have the time to do the research and due diligence that, that a lot of us have and we make time for. And uh, they rely on the media. You know, they rely on government to tell them what's what. And uh, as I covered yesterday, I, I, think, I think this needs to be said more often. Uh, again, I'm repeating the exact words of ex-KGB agents that have said this over decades now. Okay, this is, There's a lot of old footage out there about this. And of course, um, this also comes from um, uh, Cloward and Piven uh, and their book, Rules for Radicals, where they both say, again, ex-KGB agents, Rules for Radicals, say, communists have a primary objective when they're taking down a society. And that primary objective is to destabilize the population. Because when a population is destabilized by lies and propaganda and things that are clearly not true, right? That means they stop, they, society begins to break down as it is now, just as it is now. Because people like, wait, wait, so I, I, they're saying the sky is green. The sky is blue, right? I mean, it is blue. Why do they keep lying about this? Why do they keep saying this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated? Why do they say you can't get it? You can't die if you get the vaccine. Obviously, none of this computes, right? It doesn't make sense. That's how you destabilize a society. That's how you make people fucking crazy. And uh, I think it's impacted all of us, you know, because we see this and it just makes no sense. Just understand that there's a purpose behind that. And it's communism. And I think it's time... That we, uh, as a country, we better wake up pretty quick. I think the good news is, though, and I am, I am still optimistic. The good news is, actually, there's a lot of good news. Primarily, the good news is we outnumber them by an extraordinarily big number. You know, the, the problem we have, of course, is that these communists, the permanent ruling class, that they really, it's just, the, it's a powerful, it's the elite. That, that's what we're talking about here. They obviously want to run the show. This, this is China, okay? They want to run the show. And... 
that's that's what this is. But they're the minority, right? They're the elites. They're the one-tenth of one-tenth of one percent. And they are those in government that are part of the permanent ruling class. And, of course, the media. You know, they're lapdog, okay? They're, they're mouthpiece, their beard. So it feels like it's a majority because we're inundated with this nonsense uh, day after day, minute after minute, really. And it feels like we are way outnumbered and we're losing. But we're not. We're not. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. I was at a, uh, at a, at a viewing last night. We had a, 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 a member of the family, uh, extended family pass away. And, uh, I was just viewing last night and I'm talking to guys there that I happen to know because when we're family, I happen to know that they are not right wing radicals. <laughs> They're not even Trump supporters. Right. And so we typically don't talk about politics. And last night, boy, they could not stop. It's almost like they were looking for me. And they were like, let's talk about what the hell is going on in this country because we're being lied to left and right. And so I had a little bit of an audience there and I told about 10 people at the same time. I said, folks, I don't know if you've heard this, but I repeated the rules for radicals and the the goal of of communists is to destabilize the society by demoralizing them. And everybody was locked in, like locked in, like, God, they really said that? Ex-KGB agents? And this is really what, because that makes sense. Because that makes sense. Because we are inundated with lies and bullshit propaganda. So I think it's an important conversation to have with people, those that are open to it. Again, a lot of people, most people just don't have time for it. Again, we go back to the Federal Reserve. You know, again, again. I, I Folks, I, I've, I've talked about this on stage for so many years and so many times now. I, I, I kind of get tired of hearing myself say it. Uh, but there's still a lot of you that maybe haven't heard this. Just real quickly, the Federal Reserve is responsible for the vast majority of the problems in this country. The vast majority. I'd say 90%. The Federal Reserve is is responsible for 90% of the problems in this country. Why is that possible? How how can I say that? Inflation destroys everything it touches. When you constantly print money. You're devaluing the existing currency in place, right? That's why the U.S. dollar has lost 97% of its purchasing power since the Fed was created in 1913. A lot of that, by the way, vast majority, of course, has happened since the, the Fed, uh, the, uh, Nixon, took uh, uh, the dollar off the gold standard in 1971. You look at the chart of inflation since then, monetary inflation, currency debasement. Boom, it's just parabolic. Of course, even more so now. Over the last few years, obviously, insanity has broken out. But the real impact of that is felt at the family. It's felt at the family level. There is a reason that both spouses in a family have to work. Now, the feminist movement, you know, uh, uh, fantastic, right? Women want to work? Great. That's fantastic if that's your choice. In most families, it's not a choice. It's mandatory, because inflation has destroyed our standard of living. Three decades ago, when I was younger, even before that, but really beginning about three decades ago, uh, <clears throat> one income from a family would, was more than enough. It was just more than enough. My, my, my parents didn't make a lot of money, but, but my mom stayed home with us. My, my, my dad worked in the prison system here uh, in Texas. And, uh, you know, he, he'd been there a while. He had decent benefits and all that stuff. We didn't, we didn't want for anything. Uh, there were, there were some days that we didn't eat three meals and uh, we struggled month to month, but you know what? Mom was with us. You know, we had love in the family and that's, uh, that's priceless. That's priceless, you know? 
And uh, a kids, if a kid's raised in a loving environment, the kid's set for life, generally speaking. The kid's set for life. That confidence from that, right? Um, but all of a sudden now, because of the Federal Reserve and currency debasement, that's not possible. Most spouses, in most families, most spouses must work, okay? So <clears throat> Federal Reserve is responsible for a vast majority of our – the breakdown of families is exactly this reason, okay? Pressures, divorces, right? Uh, absent, absentee fathers. Why are they absentee? Because they can't afford to pay for the family they created, and so they skip town or they move out. Because Again, they don't have a strong enough uh, a spine for it. That's an entirely different story. But this is all based in financial stress. Federal Reserve, folks. Central banks. So today, when the Federal Reserve comes out and goes panicky, uh, <laughs> panicky, uh, talking about need, we kind of screwed up here. We need more rate hikes. This is the last thing, and I think this is an important point. It's why I continue to believe I'll be shocked. I'll be absolutely shocked if we had more than one rate hike this year. More than one. Um, I think they'll be one and done. They'll do one because Jay Powell needs to stay face at dinner parties. These people still show up. I mean, after all, they talked about rate increases. I mean, they have to raise rates at least once. I'll give them that. But note this also. A panicky Fed is the absolute last thing that Team Biden, which, of course, is the permanent ruling class. There's a lot of rhinos in that group, too, but it's primarily made up of Democrats. The permanent ruling class is the last thing they want for the midterms. Absolutely the last thing. Because aggressive rate hikes in an election year, when Democrats are running the show in D.C., that's an oxymoron of size and scope. That was my tweet from a few minutes ago. Oxymoron of size and scope, also from Parabolic Update. So uh, I, I'm repurposing my, uh, my, uh, my writing. But that's why the Fed doesn't hike rates when Democrats are president. They just – one rate hike during Obama's time, right? 17 straight rate hikes under Bush uh, from 2004 to 2006. Of course, in Trump's first two years, eight rate hikes just in his first two years, of course, because they had to get Trump, right? Had to get Trump. That was Jay Powell, by the way. So again, I – think that the news today, it was an ugly day, by the, by the way. There's, there's just no question about that. Ugly day. I think this news, this was a big overreaction today. And by the way, it's very common. I don't have the data on this, but I just know I've seen it so so often. It's extremely common that, uh, sorry, I just had a text come in. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, it's extremely common for the initial move following Fed news, uh, Fed minutes, Fed, Fed presser. It's extremely common for the initial move to be the wrong move. Now, uh, meaning that, I would expect the markets to bounce back from here. But let me tell you, th again, this is an ugly day. Let's get to that right now. Uh, we'll start with NASDAQ. Uh, I've missed this entirely. After Monday's sharp move higher, remember, NASDAQ led the way higher on Monday. Frankly, it did not. Semis led the way higher. Semis on Monday, the big move higher we had, semis were up 2.2%. NASDAQ was up one point, I don't know, 5% or something. And they led the way, right? And that's always bullish. That's very typically very bullish for the market. Semis lead tech, uh, semis lead NASDAQ, NASDAQ leads the market. I came out immediately and said, I think we're looking at a pattern change. I think the markets are waking up to the reality, because it is a reality, folks, that the markets love higher rates early on. Again, the old phrase of my mentors was three steps and a stumble. 
meaning three Fed rate hikes were extremely bullish for the markets. After that, not so much. That still holds true. Again, I went through the history of it yesterday. Don't need to cover it again today. From dot-coms, I will say this again, because I think most people that hear this, there's just no way, Kip, that could be true, but it is. In 1997, remember, we had the dot-com melt of 95 to 2000. In 1997, we had a bear market of 21%. People have forgotten about this. Even as the Dow, even as the NASDAQ went up almost 600% over five years, right? The dot-com boom. We had a 31% bear market in 97, early 98. That, 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 it was short too, by the way, happened really quick. And that just flushed people out of the market. Most of the big time NASDAQ bulls were not in the market for the last move higher. I know that. I worked through this. You don't forget that stuff. And of course, that's when the biggest move took place. So from the fourth quarter of 1998 to the NASDAQ top in, in first quarter of 2001, 18 month period, NASDAQ went up. 278% over 18 months. Yeah, 278% in 18 months. Just parabolic, skyrocket, blow off top. That's what it was, a blow off top. But at the same time, the 10-year yield went from 4.1%, yes, 4.1%. Remember, the 10-year today is 1.7%. So in our, in our biggest bull market ever, yields were dramatically higher, three times higher than now. Almost. Yeah, actually three times higher. NASDAQ went from, excuse me, 10-year yield went from 4.1% to 6.7% in 18 months. As the NASDAQ went ballistic, straight up, parabolic higher, blow off top. So you can see, and I can give you more and more examples. That's, that's a great one though, right? Higher rates aren't bad for stocks early on. And we're certainly early on. We haven't even had Fed rate hike yet. <laughs> this is maybe we need to get the first hike for the markets to really start going sky, you know, parabolic. Maybe that's it. But the bottom line is, this is much to do about nothing because one point seven percent ain't jack shit. Um, I recognize we have more debt now. I recognize we have a financial engineering that screwed the whole thing up. I get all that, but there's we still have tons of data that tells us the markets like higher rates, and that's just the case. Doesn't mean this time is going to be the same, of course, but that's what history tells us, and it tells us this over and over and over again. By the way, take a look at a chart of TLT for you, uh, for you tech technicians out there. Boy, just pull back to the 200-day, hitting extreme oversold on momentum oscillators, setting up for a really interesting buy signal. That's what we're about to act on uh, for parabolic options. We might even act on it in VRA. Uh, with a leveraged ETF for for uh, for bonds, looking at that tonight, good good looking buy signal here, because rates have only gone down for forty one straight years. Again, midterms, permanent ruling class. I just don't see them jacking rates up unless they know the jig is up, and you know what, uh, they know that Dems are going to get smoked anyway. So what what's it matter? What's 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 the point? Anyway, we we won't know that till it happens. But um, bottom line is that today was going great. Actually, we opened at high, all-time highs today, right? All-time highs today at the open for the Dow Jones. Um, SP 500, all-time highs. Several sectors, materials, uh, as Tyler loves to track these groups, materials, consumer staples, um, industrials, energy, 52-week highs or better, all-time highs today, the Dow, SP 500. And then here came the Fed news. So again, NASDAQ today led the way lower, down 3.3%. 
Um, not No follow-through at all from what I believe was happening with higher rates. But again, it's early. It's very early. Uh, NASDAQ down 522 points. That's the, that's the tension getting. Right there with it was Russ 2000, down 3.3%. Again, this is the most bullish period on Earth in history. This is the time to own small caps. It's typically, the, uh, January is one of the best three months of the year. It, it's, it's, it, it marks a, a, the end of a great three-month run. Of course, really, it's bullish through May or through April. But uh, as far as best three months, we're, this is it. We're there, especially for small caps. So I still think today was a, uh, a kind of a fake-out. But a panicky Fed is, is just not typically what you want to see. Um, uh, Dow Jones today, again, after hitting all-time high at the open, down 392 at 36,407. SP 500 down 92. That's uh, down 1.9 percent. Uh, Dow was just down 1 percent, by the way. Uh, but anyway, SP 500 back to 4700. Pretty important level of support there for the short-term traders. And uh, what else today? Uh, the internals again. The internals have been so much better. I mean, so much better. N- that wasn't the case today. Uh, ugly, ugly internals, but not as ugly as they had been. Not as ugly as they had been, but still ugly. But for example, NYC today, we had with these losses. We still had 132 stocks hitting new 52-week highs to just 118 hitting new 52-week lows. That's interesting, right? NASDAQ, not so good. Uh, out, it was about 4 to 1 negative as far as uh, 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 new 52 high lows on NASDAQ. As far as uh, advanced decline, again, this is not pretty. We're looking at about, uh, what is that, 4 to 1 uh, on advanced decline, negative. NASDAQ, right? We'll call, it, we'll call it the same. We'll call it 4 to 1 there as well. Again, we've had worse readings. But, you know, uh, again, it's, it's hard to spin this positively, but uh, it is better. They are better than they have been. There's no question about that. Fourth quarter, internals were ugly, especially for NASDAQ. NASDAQ today, as far as volume goes, uh, about three and a half to one negative. Again, not great, not, 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 not the worst. Uh, and what are we looking at for uh, NYSE? Let's call it the same. Call it three and a half to one negative there as well. And our sector watch today of our 11 SP 500 sectors, all 11 finished lower today. Uh, real estate down 3.2%, uh, tech down 3.1%, uh, and uh, they led the way lower. Uh, what else today in our commodity watch today? Um, gold today, down $4 an ounce. Again, had been sharply higher all day till the Fed minutes. 1810 now, 1810 an ounce for gold, down four. Silver, down 24 cents an ounce at 2281. Uh, copper, uh, which has been acting really good, down a bit today, down eight cents a pound at 438. Oil continues to charge higher. Again, XLE, the energy ETF, hit a uh, at the open today, hit a, uh, what was that, 18-month uh, high? No, 13-month high. But it's, it's, a lot of these stocks are breaking out to levels they hadn't seen in years now, energy stock-wise. And, of course, with the uh, morons in charge of our government and uh, with the climate change hoax that they're endorsing, uh, you know, they, they, they're targeting, you know, oil and gas production. Of course, that's only going to make oil and gas Prices go higher. Cop, excuse me, uranium as well. Uh, we have we have a uh, we've uh, we've built a, a new position there. We like quite a bit. We like the uranium nuclear power uh, certainly going forward as well. But again, oil today seventy seven dollars eighteen cents a barrel of nineteen cents. And finally, Bitcoin getting also getting hit on this news of uh, a Fed minutes. I, I I just think this pressure on Bitcoin. I think it continues because everybody is bullish. Bitcoin. And by that, I mean, I can't find an early adopter of Bitcoin that's bearish. We need that. 
you know, every asset class needs its bulls and bears. It gives you the balance. Because when everybody's all bulled up, who's, who, who of size is buying? You know, who, I, I saw Goldman today saying Bitcoin's going to 100,000. JP Morgan's been super bullish. Folks, they were super bearish just a few years ago. Remember, Goldman and JP Morgan were, were shitting on Bitcoin and cryptos every chance they got. That was the time to buy. Now they're staying to buy it. I'm going to pass on that because they're, they're, uh, they're not honest people like Jim Cramer, not an honest person. Uh, my God. In addition to saying Bear Stearns is going to be fine in the financial crisis, he was, uh, had to, uh, Theranos, Elizabeth Holmes, who just got convicted, of course, for all these crimes. Uh, he had her on his show multiple times calling her, uh, uh, I don't know, some kind of a Elon, like a Steve Jobs-esque kind of a figure, you know, uh, transcends generations. She's that smart. Way to go, Jim Cramer, you Nazi, who also recommended that the military be used to vaccinate people that didn't want to get vaccinated. Of course, he's now flipped on that because it's destroying his brand. Uh, but uh, Jim, Jim Cramer is a full-on Nazi. He would excitedly sign up, excitedly sign up back in the Third Reich under Hitler. He would have been one of the primary mouthpieces, right, for the Third Reich and for the Nazis. That's Jim Cramer. It's who he is. He's full-on globalist, full-on state-sponsored now. Uh, uh, that's, that's who Jim Cramer is. Uh, all right, folks, that's it for the day. Uh, again, hope you had a good day. Come and join us full-time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.